I like to see the corona as a gift on so many ways. Yes, there is a sadness uh, involved on 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 unfortunate uh, uh, um, passings or whatever happens. You know that people get very very sick and then um, they die. But uh, but generally, for a whole humanity and for a whole planet and then for a for all what we actually need is the simplicity and come back to your true nature, to come back to you and then start to live out more from the heart center, you know, so um, that's what is offer in, on offer here and I like to think it this way uh, rather than uh, go and, and be fearful and and, uh, and go to the mainstream and, and uh, run away with all this craziness, you know. So. Aloha, my beautiful friends on the other side of the screen, whether you're listening or watching this, I welcome you to this beautiful Abundance in Action podcast, and today coming to you from beautiful San Diego, California. My name is Krista Ralakshmi Dipton. I call myself New Time Coach, and I believe that each one of us, we have beautiful treasure boxes inside. And once we start to open them, we start to manifest our inner fairy tales into dreams, into this reality on our terms. Welcome. And today I have a very special guest, Rina Yuris. Welcome. Thank you very much, Crystal. <laughs> Rina, you are um, on, uh, on the line today uh, from Ireland. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Where in Ireland are you exactly? I'm in beautiful south, south uh, sunny uh, Wexford, that's how we call it, you know, sunny oh. south Wexford, actually, yes. Very nice. And you are quite a special lady, as always, when I start to do some research about my guests uh, for the podcast, I had a really interesting, surprising discovery. Uh, Rina is almost like a secret agent. There is not much information about you. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that it's going to stay like that. It's beautiful to be no, not known. <laughs> yeah, but I and my energy was really feeling that your spirit was uh, raising the hand and saying, I would like to share my story. And here we are. And uh, we had a little discussion and conversation how to introduce you and I made a little introduction so I will um, share some of the things you have experienced and some of your journeys and then we'll go deeper into it uh, together so Rina is a woman who actually said um, I like to not be called uh, with titles I'm a simple grounded honest uh, woman um, and um, it's a very modest way to put it, but I think when we look at what you already have done within your life, um, it's uh, so much more. So um, you started um, in a hotel business um, and then you connected to your dream to become a midwife. Um, it took uh, quite many years. You studied to become a midwife. At the same time, you also studied massage. And then you worked on several different jobs. Then you became the assistant midwife. And then you worked as a midwife um, as well for some time. Then you got an in, uh, invitation and uh, opportunity to go to Ireland, where you started to uh, try out different 
jobs and different possibilities. Um, you started to study makeup artist uh, world, craniosacral uh, therapy, Kong master, yoga teacher, Ayurveda courses, and you have a beautiful family, many children and some animals, and you work with a lot with your hands, uh, whether it's in your garden or in your kitchen, or creating beautiful art pieces of mosaics um, of different uh, uh, art. And you have a major passion for humans, how they think, how they act, why they do what they do. And you also have recently picked up horse riding. So welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for saying all these things. Actually, to hear it, it's uh, like, mm, is it me? Probably. <laughs> so um, you are originally from Estonia. And um, can you tell us uh, how did a woman like you end up in Ireland, where you have been now for 18 years? That uh, That's quite a, a different kind of place where many Estonians, they go to United States or different places in Europe. But Ireland, it's just so kind of far away, seems like such an exotic place. And um, many people don't even maybe think about this country. Like how, how did you get connected to Ireland and how did that invitation come for, it, for you? Yeah, it's, a, it's a quite interesting, actually, because you see, um, when I was working as a midwife in Estonia, then um, I had several opportunities to leave my job and, and I stayed, right? And suddenly uh, my, my cousins came to me and said that, you know what, um, we are going to Ireland uh, to, to work. Well, Ireland was uh, that time open. Uh, without with a work permit for a foreigners to come and, and um, work. It was a Celtic tiger time. Uh, so there was a lot of workplaces available. And uh, through the agency, really, uh, I had an interview then and I was selected to, to, um, to come here. Um, the agency had to make the a work permit for me and uh, look for a job and, and all such things. Also the um, flight tickets and then uh, everything had to be kind of organized. And, and But it didn't go quite like that. So suddenly when I was about to come, um, the agent called and said that something happened. It don't come basically. So... I was like, what? What, what, what are you going to do now? Like, you know, everything was set and then suddenly uh, nothing. And uh, I was kind of tiny for, a, for a quite some time. I was kind of like a limbo. I didn't know what, what to do next. And uh, then my cousin, who was actually already in Ireland uh, for a couple of months before, before me, um, came home and said that, you know what? I'll take my car over so we're gonna travel we're gonna go be a car <laughs> not flying but be mm -hmm. a car right and uh, i said that okay i'm in i'm all in and so i packed my bag and we took off <laughs> on 8th of october 2002 and then two days later we found us in this beautiful emerald green island you know and um no job, no work permit, no nothing. 
no work, no even living place. And uh, we just uh, started from scratch, really, to look around, and um, it was quite fun. Uh, it was um, quite exploration time to see how you can survive with very little money, um, how you are taken in the strange country, are you welcomed? Um, how is it you really find a job and uh, without the work permit and stuff? So it was, there was a scary moments. There was um, all sorts of doubts. Um, could, could we make it? Can we pay all our bills while we are here, the food and, and, and the living? Because we lived in B&B in the beginning. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of this way that, that once I have a feeling to go and do something, I, um, I just go and I figure out later <laughs> what, what comes and need to come, you know. And uh, so it went really. Um, I always uh, leave a tiny bit of, tiny bit of uh, uh, how to say, the, like an anchor for myself to return if I need to. So I had a very good manager in, in uh, midwifery time in Estonia and, and when I told her that I'm going to leave she didn't stop me this time because previous time she stopped me and then she said to me but you know what um, I'm going to keep your work I'm going to keep your workplace open for a little while for me to return and that was kind of my anchor that, that if it doesn't work out I, I return and I will be back on my old place and everything going to just continue um yeah so that that it how it beca began yeah that's that's all what i can say <laughs> so um for many people it may sound really crazy and um i have done these kind of trips myself like so many countries and immigrated done the whole bureaucracy stuff too several times so how um when when you were in this process like um okay so you had that anchor you didn't burn all the bridges but you definitely had fear like you were in a completely different country you had no idea how things will spin out but still you went through it and can you just share with us like what other steps did you do so that you would feel more confident and comfortable and just kept going and made it work um, in the beginning, actually, because I wasn't on my own, uh, I was with my cousin, you know, um, it was kind of nice, uh, uh, feeling to have somebody else with you, um, on this journey, you know, so there was not much fear related really, because uh, I had that bridge really not burned and, and, uh, it was quite steady. I also had, um, quite a bit put on the side money-wise so I knew that I can survive for a uh, quite some time um, I'd say that what was actually um, tiny bit not so good I didn't have any English so I <laughs> I had very little I knew how to say my name is and then hello and basically that was it uh, so that that was that was fun <laughs> <laughs> in the beginning and then to find a job on that level of English you know um, was was bit um, challenging but uh, but yeah we, we kind of I just rolled I don't know I just rolled 
I, I can't yeah. recall really too many fears that time. Um, so it was like a really deep uh, trust. It was that trust, yes. Mm-hmm. Because you see, there was only me who I had to take care of, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and I knew that I'm going to be fine. Mm-hmm. So um, that the, the inner knowledge, I'm going to be fine. Yeah. That, yeah. that kind of has been always with me. And then now in later years, I actually have looked back and I have seen that, yeah, even the times of uh, despair or darkness, I can see that, that I had that guidance, you know, and and, then I I trust more now than ever, you know, so, yeah. So now um, when I was um, uh, reading all the description and different things you are doing and have experienced and experimented with, this is such an amazing example, what I call a treasure box. Like all of us, we have lots of treasures, lots of talents and uh, knowledge, which we don't even know that we know. And I feel that each one of us has a responsibility to find out what those things are and then find those different channels, how you can um, manage them and also give them possibility to express themselves and also serve yourself so you have in a way created a life where you do many different things and it um, works pretty much on your terms like you work in an office which is pretty much flexible time-wise and so on then you do your con therapy then you do craniosacral and and other therapies and things so um i remember when I started to study and like kind of going deeper into things. Everyone was telling me, you have to just focus on one thing. So, and I've always been so like resistant to that idea. Um, what's, what's your take on it? Like um, you have tried many things and now you know what you love and how you love. What would you recommend for other people? Like, should they also give themselves the allowance to experience and try and experiment uh, things or, rather just kind of find one thing and focus well um i i don't know what to say to the others really uh maybe they have to just take it as i go along with the stuff um you see i always was this kind of who um had many things on my hands like when i was studying you know um as a to become a midwife uh, i was working the same time on on several jobs um, and then I, I remember that on one occasion, I looked my timetable and then it was huge busy, you know, because there was a um, job in the shop, there was uh, 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 trainings, there was uh, studying in the masseur- to be a masseurist, there was a studying to be a midwife, there was a job in the hotel at the same time. And then I looked my, my schedule and I was like, oh, maybe. I can fit something else in, you know, <laughs> and, and then, the, and then like, like this, uh, my friend offered me to become a beauty, uh, or how do you call it? Like Avon, Avon agency, but it was, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oriflame. Mm-hmm. So I started yeah. to do that as well. And, um, and also massages, you know, as well, uh, from home to home kind of, uh, so I was always like that. And when I came to Ireland, uh, in the beginning, it was like a little uh, holiday I got because suddenly I had one job only. And one job was um, I started as a, as a painter in the house. So I had to paint the walls uh, in one re- newly built house. And um, 
uh, that was a kind of simple job, but it was it was a very very nice and relaxing for me because I always had been so busy. So I remember that that coming from this um, busyness, I was sleeping a couple of months, really resting it off all my busyness, mm-hmm. all my doings. And then um, when I rested it off, kind of, then I started to get ideas again. Like, you know, suddenly I saw the opportunity to go and start the midwifery here. So I had to go through the um, bureaucracy of the paperwork, which took me a couple of years, actually. But I managed that. Um, and then I was working the same time. I started to do my own um, uh vegetable gardens and stuff like that so I, I picked up the business again and uh, and I had a kid then already and, and then I became pregnant with other one and and um, I remember um, as I as I as I was pregnant with the second child I suddenly felt like I don't want to do this anymore I, I just don't want to do it anymore but I don't want to waste all my knowledge, what I have gained through several studies and then through this and through that. And I kind of turned inward and I nearly prayed for a God <laughs> and then said, or the universe or whatever you believe in. And I said that, that please send me something. Send me something what I can do in life here and now. And I can take it with me in everywhere I go. And I kind of set that off. There it went into the universe and I didn't think about it anymore. And um, when I had my second child, suddenly the craniosacral was introduced into my life. And uh, I remember going there and being completely puzzled. Uh, on the first session, and I was like, Jesus, this is a bonkers, this is nothing, nothing, you know, what I know about life, you know, this is just imaginary work, and and, then too much in woo-woo land, kind of, you know, and, uh, but I trusted it, um, because I brought my kid there, somebody recommended for me this kind of uh, therapy for my kid, for my firstborn, and after that, I laid on this table, myself because I kind of was too much in curiosity that what is that what 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 is that so I laid in that table and of course I was blown away and I knew that instant that uh, craniosacral is the next tool what is actually sent to me because I don't know I don't need anything and that was in my request to the universe I can travel with it and I don't need any equipment I need only me and my hands and uh, this opened a lot of other doors. So yes, I went uh, on from there to train several different things. And like even now, I still do that. So <laughs> I, I, it, I, I suppose it's a personality on one way. Um, but the, the other thing is also what I can see in people maybe. And it's, it can be a trap, you know, as well, because... Uh, uh, either you're a seeker and you're seeking constantly to, to be better, to, to do better, to whatever is better for you, you know, or 
you it's just your personality type you know and then and then you find that that everything flows in your hand and then you just uh, dive into it and do it so there is if there is a trap of um being a seeker then that become then that can be become very uh dangerous place in one way because you're never satisfied you're constantly seeking and looking and um and that's kind of like you're just um how how to say it you're not well yeah you're not satisfied basically you know that's the best best how you how to put it you know and um and then you're not uh, fulfilling your life then you're not in the flow then you're not in the love then you're not uh then you're not just you you're not you you're lost kind of you know so there is a trap in that but once you understand this I think uh, everything else becomes very easy. Well, that's what I think. I don't know. It's my experience just. But. So if now people are listening to this, they have probably heard about craniosacral therapy, but could you explain a little more in detail what what's the basis of it? What does it do? Um, how How is it you work with people and what happens during those sessions? Yeah, the craniosacral therapy, it's, um, it's a manual therapy, you know, and, and uh, when you go to the therapist, you're fully clothed. Uh, it's nothing, it's like, a, it's like a very gentle massage, but you don't feel it pressure as such on the body, although it can be, uh, but you feel it more in your uh, deep inner self. So it's a gentle, gentle type of uh, body therapy which uh, really involves your, um, your nervous system. It involves your um, cranial bones. It involves your uh, cerebral spinal fluid. Um, it involves your um, fascia. It's a connective tissue that we all have. And through that, uh, everything is linked to everything, really. So if you have a problem in your one area in your body, then obviously, you know, it will bring the balance out of the other area in your body. And that's how we um, uh, get the, either the pains or aches or, or uh, illnesses or whatever. So it, it really is a soft uh, manual therapy, um, which involves physical parts of the body, but also there is an energy part of it present always as well. Yeah, I have uh, personal experiences also with this therapy. I, I did, um, some friend uh, was offering this during one uh, big holistic fair in Norway, and I was really um, amazed by it. It was really soft, subtle, but at the same time, so much was happening. But one other one which I experienced was there was a couple doing this work in the ocean in Hawaii. Yeah. And they were holding me in the water for almost an hour. And I think I was like, almost like, it felt like I was drunk for days after that. <laughs> and yeah. it really shifted something so um, deeply. First you are in Hawaii and then the Pacific Ocean and, you know, all of those things uh, added to it. But it gave me the um, subtle uh, connection to my body and spirit in a completely different way. So um, I really love this. And, and one other thing it did with me was it slowed me down. And as you said, you know, 
just being busy, busy, busy. Uh, so it was like really, it like almost forced me to slow me down. And I think yeah. this is something what people nowadays really need a lot more. Yeah, and then what what I can say is, and then that that uh, as as I have worked on it since um, two thousand and fifteen, probably. Um, what I can say is, because it involves your nervous system. What the craniosacral therapist really does is holding the space, holding your and and, and works in your physical body, but you meet your inner self. You really meet it. And, and, and what people get from the session is always that feeling of a slowdown, um, being like in different place altogether. And then that space, that huge space and the groundliness comes into them as well after the session. So um, they usually go away in a very, very nice, uh, tranquil um, set of mind kind of you know and and uh, that can last for uh, several days um and each time when you come again it can go deeper and it can go deeper and every session on the craniosacral is not like any other session every session is different with every different person even so uh, in my practice i haven't come across two similar sessions and when you say um, uh, the craniosacral in the water, it's it's totally different experience altogether. Um, the craniosacral with the horses, totally different experience altogether. Um, they are just the supporters um, because nature, we are part of it. So um, to come close to the nature and then brought, when you're brought through the craniosacral to your deepest self, which is nature, then only amazing stuff can happen really you know so i i myself uh, was blown away uh, from the first session what i experienced after coming from the medical background imagine <laughs> you know being so heady and then experiencing that uh, yeah it it brings it to a totally different level and it gives the body the ability to heal itself what it needs to heal to meet your inner self where it needs to be meted you know, um, and listened. Yeah, that's so important to um, really start to communicate with your body and your whole being because so often, especially nowadays, people are just so busy all the time and the only time they maybe start to think about uh, things is when they get sick or something really bad happens and then they like take the time off. Like, like now recently, Corona has, I think, awakened many people to um, really reconnect to their two values and how is it actually their life is functioning. And hopefully many of the people have also now reset their lives um, in a different way. Yeah, I think the Corona is really a gift. Uh, I, I know that a lot of people won't agree with me here, you know, but... Uh, I think that everything in life comes in duality, you know, it, it comes with the good and it comes with the bad. So it's our mindset what uh, will take is things either good or bad then from that, you know. So um, I like to see the corona as a gift on so many ways. Yes, there is a sadness uh, involved on, on 
on unfortunate uh, uh, um, passings or whatever happens, you know, that people get very, very sick and then um, they die. But, uh, but generally, for a whole humanity and for a whole planet and then for, a, for a all what we actually need is the simplicity and come back to your true nature, to come back to you and then start to live out more from the heart center, you know. So um, that's what is offer in, on offer here. And I like to think it this way uh, mm-hmm. rather than uh, go and, and be fearful and, and, uh, and go to the mainstream and, and uh, run away with all this craziness, you know. So, and take a time, take, take a day at a time, you know, just be with it. So uh, one other thing which I really love about your story and your life is that you have had several deeper clicks, um, uh, as we put it like that. Um, And these have been um, those like deeper kind of like shaking or awakening uh, from the core of your being. And um, you have had several of those, but one of those was when you were facing depression and anxiety. Would you um, be so kind and share with us how this happened and how did you come out of it? And I think there are definitely many people who are probably very, very um, uh, challenged by these uh, topics right now as well. Yeah. Um... Uh, this is the, yeah, this is the time again, when I look back, you know, I like to look at it as a gift, which has been given to me at the time when I was in it, you know, in the depression and, and then in anxiety, um, it didn't feel like it, you know, it felt completely, um, something horrendous and then something that you would like to not to offer to anybody or that it happens to anybody, you know, you just like to run away all of it, you know, and then leave it behind and as fast as you can, you know. But um, now, yeah, being out of it and the journey through it took so long, but then looking back, it's it has been really a gift. So um, what it has, why gift? So what it has given to me is this, that... Uh, in, when I fell into that path of um, depression after being so busy all the time and suddenly, um, you know, how you have your, you kind of have your life line in front of you and then you think that um, this how it is and then you wake up one day and you see that I had everything set for myself and it's not like that. So what's after happening with me? And then you see that, that Jesus, every area of your life is kind of collapsing. Like somebody is after pulling the rug off um, under your feet, you know. And, um, and then I turned, I, I kind of, but what never left, left from me was that inner feeling of, of that everything is okay and the inner feeling of this that, that I figure it out and I'm I'm always in safe place and the same feeling of uh, distrust what brought me what I was following all the time and what brought me to Ireland and then so on and so on that never left me 
and then I cling to that that part of me, I suppose, and um, started to look for uh, self help and and uh, spirituality, and I was kind of directed into that way. And um, I, if I look back now, I really can see that kind of pattern from even from my childhood, where I was really interested about the spirituality and and all this part. So now I suppose. Um, being all the time the doer, um, my life kind of gave me the nudge and said that, listen, you have been listening your, yourself all the way and you still don't believe that that's how the life works. So we're going to give you the depression and anxiety and then you have to actually start to listen. So, um, and that, that exactly what happened because when I was going to the doctor and said that, that listen, I'm broke, <laughs> I'm kind of broke, that uh, what we can do about it. Then the doctor kind of was uh, very sure that, uh, yeah, my, my bath going to be now medicated and, and that's how it's going to look like for all of my life. And it didn't sit with me again um, because that inner feeling of, um, of okayness wasn't gone. The trust wasn't gone. And I remember in my head this kind of um, what was playing was that um, there was there was a certain voice and I had heard that a couple of times. Once was when I came to Ireland and the voice said to me that welcome home. And then second time was when my dad was dying and I was in Ireland and uh, had to go home and I got to be with my dad together uh, before he died for a week. And, um, and the same voice didn't leave me on that time as well and said that, no, there is something what you can't see at the moment clearly, but you're gonna, you're going to see it. Just, just hang in there. You're going to see it. And I hold on to that for dear life, I tell you that. <laughs> and um, kept going through the several books and then several teachings and then several uh, therapies and stuff like that. Until, um, until I reached to the point where I became really quiet inside of me. And I could feel um, that all this knowledge what I have learned through the books and through the teachers and through the therapies and whatever started to seep in. It's nearly like you have to get the intellectual understanding of something first. Then you have to take a sieve, literally, and then sieve all this knowledge through the sieve. And that what is left on the sieve is yours to keep then. And um, I had heard so, so many times the saying, what spiritual teachers uh, very much say, is that your, your thoughts are creating your world. And the other thing, you have to let go. And then there were two things, but I couldn't, first of all, the thoughts, I couldn't agree with that. I understood it, but I couldn't see it. 
for myself that the thoughts are creating my world. And, um, and letting go for me was very much a doing thing again, that I had to do something to let go. And oh boy, I tried every day <laughs> so hard to let go and let go and let go. I let go this and that and the other thing. And it didn't work this way either. And then I saw suddenly, but that's a thought too. Letting go is thought too. And I think that from there on, I understood what letting go means. And letting go for me became very clear. Let everything be and letting go is happening. You know, and, and, and there was no doing involved whatsoever in that. And it became so easy. And then I started to see that, that yes, my thoughts are creating my world. Everything that I see, everything is thought. Every, every single thing. And uh, when I, I remember when I got that insight, I literally started to cry. I was driving a car when that insight um, suddenly hit me and I started to cry. And I looked up in the sky while I was driving. It wasn't busy road, thank God. <laughs> it was very, very uh, small road. I was there on my own, you know. <laughs> and um, I looked up in the sky and I could see the birds literally flying in the slow motion. And then I realized that, yeah, that's, that's it now. That's, that's that what I needed. That was my missing link of of this um, doing and trying to fix myself and trying this and trying that, not seeing that, that by trying to do anything was adding more doing and more thought and more fixing and more not believing and all this more of everything top of it. So it's no wonder that I was constantly in the hamster wheel trying to get out of the depression, trying to get out of the uh, anxiety and, uh, and I, what, what literally what was keeping me in was my own thinking about it constantly and constantly and constantly. So, and trying to meddle it, <laughs> meddle with it. Yeah. 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 Quite a story. I, um, I had uh, a very big insight connected to this. Your thoughts create your reality in my life too. I was at that time, um, uh, just breaking up with uh, the father of my son and um, I was in a situation where I basically didn't have a place to live and I didn't have a job, I didn't have money. Uh, finally I got uh, unemployment money so I could uh, rent a room with a friend's mother um, and then uh, that mother was actually working in a publishing house where they had all these you know, just in the beginning where Estonia also started to publish all these like uh, spiritual books and about abundance and so on. And I remember one of those first books, I don't remember exactly which one, but it talked about, you know, your thoughts create your reality. And then I started to really, I took the, the moment literally like, okay, so if my thoughts create my reality, so all of the lack which I have in my life, it's created by me. Oh my God. <laughs> so it was a wake up call, like, okay, so I have to change that. And then um, I started to think like, okay, what's possible here? What can I do? And then um, I was throwing out like, okay, I'm ready. Like you were also like, I'm ready to 
like whatever next thing is. And then I got the uh, invitation to go to a Danish folk high school for four months. And that was a complete like reset and awakening as well. And then I started to really practice your thoughts, create your reality. And, and that's so true. It's such a simple truth, but um, that's where things start. Yeah, well, for a lot of people, like I said, you know, as well, it's, um, it's first, it, you will reach it intellectually anyway, you know, and then mm -hmm. that's how humans we do, you know, we are not uh, uh, separate from the human beings. But, um, but once you once you see it for yourself, when you once once it reaches really your heart, there where the real um, abundance lies, you know, about it, because uh, intellectually you you kind of go for it again like you know and then you don't see that you're by going for it you're actually creating more thought top of the thought so you're not really solving anything and then not no clarity will come from the thinking again so what has to happen is that it, you understand it from the deeper level and then, and then you just sit with it in the quiet and there the clarity and the new answers and new op opportunities and everything lies, you know. And, and um, like, like with this um, podcast today, I could run away, I could have run away with the thinking of it um, and then go like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I, I don't know what I have to share. I, I don't know anything. What's she going to ask from me? I could have run away with all this and then make my day really hectic and make my um, coming up to the podcast, you know, the recording of it and everything, make it really stressful situation and everything. Instead, I trusted and then said to myself, whatever needs to come through me will come through me anyway. And if I will start to think about it too much, I really, really can mess up. It doesn't mean that I won't mess up still, <laughs> but but the thing is that, that what I'm what I'm trying to say here is that when you when you really trust yourself and you trust the process, you know, and then you just sit, your answers are given to you without you actually doing anything. It sounds simple, but it actually is simple too, you know, once you have seen how you create via thought. Yeah, at times it almost feels like you just need to ask and it will many times actually be delivered on a golden platter. So yes. you're like, wow, like, is that that easy? And I think that's one of the things society has projected on us and our mind and way of thinking and acting that, you know, things have to come hard and you have to work hard. And especially us coming from Estonia, where that was so imprinted generation after generation. So I think it's time to really release that old pattern and turn a new page. Yeah, but that's that, that how we started all this uh, podcast, even, you know, uh, how busy I was. Because where I came from was exactly this understanding that you had to be somebody. You had to show that, that you're capable of something, you know. And uh, by coming to Ireland, uh, it was really escape. I didn't see that before, but but uh, but uh, being here now and looking back, I can see that it was a real escape for me to away from all this um, 
um, doing, 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 uh, being somebody, running all the time, and then the, trying to win the, some kind of imaginary race, you know. And um, and uh, there is something such abundance and such of richness in the life more if you don't just do that. Um, it doesn't mean that you're sitting comfortably on your chair and then everything will be delivered to you. If people think that, they are on completely in the lost, uh, <laughs> lost road yeah. altogether. No, just what it means is that, that when you are in that quiet place, when you are in that groundedness, when you are in that knowing of and trusting of something, something bigger than you, then the next step will be revealed to you without you actually doing any, like not, not even planning your next step, you know, not even putting your calls there or whatever, you know, it will be revealed anyway. And once you will step, next step going to be revealed again. And then if you look back into the beginning of uh, how I came to Ireland, you know, or how I, how I um, uh, was studying this and the next thing and next thing, you know, they were all revealed to me. I, I didn't do anything, but, uh, but life showed me the hard way that, listen, you don't listen very well. I have to give you that little kick in your ass. So I had to pull the, the, the life had to pull, not me now, yeah? The life had to pull the rug under me and then, and then show that, that listen, everything that you did, you didn't, you thought that you are trusting, but you then, same time you didn't either. You, you, there was like, there was like a conversation in me going on all the time, you know, like, uh, like uh, I am trusting, I'm not, I am, I am not, you know, um, but uh, when, when you do trust, you know, uh, then, then things just start to really reveal. And then you, you, to, to be unknown, it's very uncomfortable. And there where we are at the moment with this COVID and everything, we are unknown, unknown. And in that, I see the gift also, you know, because we don't know what the outcome is. So why do, why do you resist? Why do you fight with it? Why do you do anything about it at the moment? Just be in your inner peace, be in your inner strength, be grounded and just see what you are going to turn to next, you know. So, yeah, very good tips. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you so welcome. much, Rina. Very nice talking to you. Get to know a little bit more about your world, how you see the world. And um, you also um, listen about your journey and how you have made your dreams come true. So, um, thank you so much and um, I wish you all the best with the rest of the journeys which are there for you and uh, lots of beautiful time in Ireland. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was really unexpected and, and so, so, so nice at the same time. I hope yeah. it's, it's something that uh, what, uh, people can listen back and, and uh, relate to. And yeah, for sure. if not, then not, you know, nothing to yeah. do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. But all the best anyway. Yeah. And um, it seems that uh, we got material worthwhile for two episodes. So it will be um, half and half. So people will be 
uh, hopefully very excited to listen to the second half. So, um, and also you will find uh, all the details about uh, Rina in the notes. And as always, please like, uh, write a review, download and share, and please also subscribe to our uh, channels and um, let us know if you have any suggestions or questions. So thank you so much. All the best uh, till we meet again. Mahalo. Till we meet, till we meet again. Mahalo. Okay.